0: Hello ladies and gents and welcome to the Xbox World Podcast for the 17th of October. We're running with a bit of a reduced team this week, so it's me, I'm Mike Gaffer, I'm one of the staff writers. Uh, Across from me... Matthew a uh, regular staff writer once more.
1: And I'm Jem, I'm the production editor, but for this podcast I'm more a sort of an umpire between these, these two people. It's going to be a relay, and I'm just sort of mediating between the two.
0: Yeah, Jem's the uh, Jim's the quiet man of the, uh, of the <laughs> podcast. There's no Tim, there's no Rob. It's not because Rob has left yet, he will be back for the next podcast, will he? No, he
2: won't, sadly. He was expected to be back, but um, he decided to leave early. So although he's on holiday right now, three days before he's leaving the job for good by the time this podcast this is uh This is Robbie T all over. <laughs> yeah, by the time uh, this podcast goes up online, um,
0: Rob will be in his final few hours of the job. We should have uh, got him to phone through
1: from Iceland, especially for today. That would be you know, a nice scratchy... He thing.
0: is in Iceland. We are blaming the current problems of their banks on him. <laughs> He's gone over there He's, a, he's bought I mean, with a sun cream He's a very wealthy man He's gone over there With his massive amounts of cash And he's just dishing it out It's hyperinflation the moment. He's just wheeling his cash Down the road in a wheelbarrow See
2: Gordon Brown's idea Of giving all the, all the banks money Is really just send Rob Out to these countries Where the banks are failing Yeah and, and, he, just, and he
0: goes yeah. And gives them some of his money <laughs> exactly. And for yeah. years
1: They will talk of the orange god That visited them
0: <laughs> Yeah And, uh, and laid, laid uh, paper at their door <laughs> Paper which can be traded For goods and services
1: and inseminated all their women folk. Anyway. Or
0: at least tried. Yeah, he's over in Iceland at the moment, so he's having a, a magnificent time, but he'll be back on Thursday for two days of mirth and fun. And
2: then he's off for good. And then he's off for good. So sadly, no more Rob on the podcast.
0: Sorry, folks. You know, there's a few Rob Taylor fans out there on the forum. A few, you know. Not not that many.
2: Not as many as there are Michael gafferton Weaver, or Matthew Pellett fans, according
1: to the, the yeah. Poll. Apparently, Rob <laughs>
0: is the is the, of the uh, four people who are up for the vote. Rob was the fourth le- fourth least liked. <laughs> so.
1: You know, I got a vote, and I've only done like two podcasts.
0: So, um, yeah, who, the, I think someone commented that guy who does the uh, the funny stupid voices. Crap, the stupid crap on Stupid voices. He's rubbish. Yeah. Don't ever have him on again.
1: <laughs> I think so I've was been Clover preparing seven. some more voices, especially for this occasion.
0: Yeah, so without um, Rob Taylor to, you know, drag it onto games that are like 40 years old um, and Tim Weaver to talk about it Nintendo, it's just going to be Matt and I back, knocking it back and forth like the games we've been playing lately, which luckily is a lot of games. Um, for chief amongst which, I think is probably Dead Space out today.
2: Maybe. I mean, I was going to say let's kick off with the big one, which would have been Gears of War 2, which you've just reviewed. But when you say yeah. let's kick off with the big one, looking at the month. I mean, freaking hell, What what would you class as the main game? There's gears, there's Fallout, there's gears, Fall Out, Fable, Fallout, Far, Far Cry.
0: Scary good month. Is a, is a one of the strongest months ever again? At the start of the year, we did what we usually do at the start of every year instead of throwing our hands up in the air, going, "Oh no, there's it's no a games. terrible year for games." I remember
2: last year we were sitting there thinking, "Oh, we've got all these games. We've got Halo Three and everything
0: else. Bioshock. Next year looks rubbish." Yeah, Assassin's Creed. And now we've we've just got a completely top loaded year again. And
1: probably you don't get enough space to really show each of these games the appreciation they should. No, about. we kind of I have mean, to. fable too. Ordinarily, we would have given like four spreads to, and um, yep. we just had time to you know review it behind gears of war too.
0: Yeah, it's um, we sort of have to apologise on behalf of the entire industry. They've top loaded the whole year again. Sorry, folks, you have to buy everything all at once again, or not. You know, you can always uh, you can always wait. We'll be talking about that later. January sales. Yep, yeah. yep, and the uh, inevitable spring. It doesn't Slank. take long
2: for prices to come down. I went into the um, game last week and they had TNA Impact for half price. It could be because it's shut. But, you know, it's only been out a couple of weeks.
0: It's not particularly impactful, TNA Impact, is it?
2: I think I, <laughs> I mentioned something about a butterfly and passing wind in the review. In the, in the review,
0: yeah, yeah. But as impactful as a butterfly's fire. But I'm sure Midway love that. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they read that, and they were exci- really excited, particularly since I hear they had to borrow money to make um make uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC. But Dead Space, you say, moving on to Dead Space. Yeah, moving very swiftly on. <laughs> yeah, Dead Space, you gave it a, a, a crazy positive review, and it's getting good reviews across the board, except from one or two sources who have said, quite rightly, it's just a very good shooter. thing is, we happen to like very good shooters, and we know our readers do too.
2: Yeah, Um it comes out, as we're recording it, it comes out today. so obviously a couple of days ago, as you listen to this podcast. Um, everyone that's played it, or almost everyone who's played it, really loves it. Yeah. Around the office, everyone, you know, crowded around the telly when we were playing it. Um, really, really popular game. It's not out in the UK for another week, but highly recommended. And it comes out about a week, yeah, about a week before all the other big hitters.
0: Yeah, and you could easily be done with this Space in a week.
2: Totally. So... I mean, that's not to say it won't last you longer because it definitely will. Yeah. But um, make sure you, that's that's the first buy this is it, month. This is
0: kind and of then. where we get our slightly skewed perspective on games because obviously all of these games come across our desk without us having to pay for them in the first place. We do try and always take into account that people are paying hard earned cash for these games. You have to, uh, but when you get like a, such a crazy loaded month like this, you have to say to yourself, you know, how do you recommend one game? How do you recommend, you know? Fallout 3 over Far Cry 2, two excellent games. How do you recommend uh, Fable over uh, a game like Dead Space? Well, you know, there's two very different games. And they're all coming out all at once. They're all games which you know, you're know you throwing very similar scores out in the magazine, similarly positive reviews. It's a really hard time to recommend stuff. So perhaps, you know, you could buy Dead Space Blazer in a week and then trade it in for Fallout 3, which would be a game which will last you many hours.
2: I think it's always good to have, like... I know that obviously people can't buy loads of games. I would say... Just get maybe a couple of big hitters, or rather one big hitter and one that maybe isn't quite as I don't know as as triple A as, as you will. Um, so don't go and get gears and Far Cry and, F- <coughs> and Fable and Fallout. That's just silly. You won't be able to play them all. Get maybe Dead Space, a, a shorter game. Yeah, sure, exciting short, exciting, quite game. intense game. Yep. And then get you know Fallout Three to complement that, which is yeah. going to last hours and hours and hours. Or and a game which has
0: one, has a great single player mode. And one with a great online mode.
2: Yeah, so, well, Gears 2, I think. You've well, I've got a lot of, of good now.
0: things to say about Gears 2 in a minute. A lot of good things. Also, that I can't say about Gears 2 because we are still NDA'd. Still can't say, you know, what our review score is going to be. It will be in our next issue. Um, looking forward to showing it off to everybody because, well, we like Gears of War 2. Um, yeah, this month's a really, really loaded month. And next month's a loaded month too. Uh what banjo? Banjo Banjo, yeah one. Banjo's going to be great I still, Of all of the big Christmas games That's the only one We haven't had significant time To go hands-on with yeah. uh, Which is disappointing we've, um, we've recently sat through For um, Fable 2 In fact, we have retail code Of Fable 2 Which was currently Trading hands in the office I'm not a fan I think Matt will be uh, Matt Castle reviewed it for us He's, he liked it a great deal he really liked the game
1: I'm finally going to buy a console just to play it yeah gems, I mean,
0: gem's are thoroughly behind it he loves it a little bit personally it drove me up the wall I, it's, it's just the constant nattering of the, the badly voice acted Brits in the game
1: badly voice acted that's one of the main things I want to buy it for oh they're stinkers I, mean, you know, I haven't bumped into Stephen Fry in playing it yet but, this is uh, true that's what I'm looking for so talk really. about
2: voice acting Dead Space had very strong voice acting yeah really good I mean the, very atmospheric. No, no, Not no, right. no one, no, really. no one of no. no, I'm shallow,
1: so I, in, I instantly say, "Who's in it?"
2: No, it was really good scripting, scripted by um, Anthony Johnson, the comic writer, and it was, it was very strong. Um, great dialogue.
0: I think I uh, should come out to Christmas. You know, you do have to make certain choices and just accept that some games are gonna have to wait till the new year. Fortnite Three is like, or Far Cry Two. This will be two hard games that are gonna be very, you know, very hard to play alongside one another. I think Far Cry 2 even more so. That seems to be bigger than Far Fallout Cry. 3. Yeah, I mean, well, you can you can make Fallout, Fallout 3 as big as you want it to be. Really, you can sit there and do all the side quests and take your time and gradually make it to the end of the game. But you know, Far Cry, even if you were racing to the end of the game, you'd take a long time. So don't buy those two on the same day. You know, save your cash save it So, or you know just wait until the, buy one now wait until December buy the other one and treat yourself on Christmas day when you're hiding from your relatives and all the bad old sprouts downstairs what is it with people doing sprouts on Christmas day I don't mind
2: sprouts I quite like sprouts oh come on Matt how old I are you I
0: don't mind it I'm 23 23
2: I've had a load of people message me uh, this
1: week Sixty-three
2: Live I thought you were going to say about I am. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, you, sprouts
0: yeah I've had sprouts messaging we, me we constantly uh, but you're, you're 16 and so on and, and it's, got, it's gotten to be a thing on the forums and so on people actually do think you're 16 sometimes <laughs>
2: wondered how's he reviewed Dead Space when he's too young?
0: Yeah, Matt, Matt was uh, cleaning chimneys the other week. We rescued him from 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 sweeping <laughs> chimneys.
1: And we'll put him right back up there yeah, when
0: we're finished. But let's talk actually you know what would be interesting? Let's talk about the games that people don't really need to worry about. Games you can tick off of your list. Because let's start th- with a shocker. Because you got some real big ones. You have got and I will get to gears in a minute. We've got gears. Got Fallout, you got Far Cry. These are big games. Fable Two and a yeah. great games. It's not for me. They're they're not to be ticked no, off. No, they're the, they're the good games. They're the yeah, ones yeah. you can you know you definitely got to pick up at some point. But there are some games you can quite safely tick off your list. And although we haven't got to the full review review code on some of these, we sat there with the very almost final preview code. And unless some of them come along in leaps and bounds, we're in trouble. Particularly Prince of Persia. Ooh.
2: Yeah, it it was um, well, it's a real surprise to be honest. Everybody loves Prince of Persia, well, Sands of Time in particular. So when, when the new self-shaded one came in, it's fair to say we were all quite excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, it had a it had good game written all over it. It's Prince of Persia.
2: Um, Rob uh, and, and Mike, you saw it in Leipzig, I think. Saw in Leipzig. Rob, Leipzig. Rob saw it
0: over in E3. Rob saw it in E3, I saw it in Leipzig, and we both came out of the show going, mm, I'm not sure about that. I'm not but sure.
2: you only saw it, didn't you? You didn't get to go hands-on. We, they
0: haven't let us to go hands-on at all until recently. So
2: we, we still had a lot of faith. Yeah. We we got the code in the office and it ain't great to play. To no, it's not, not good.
0: And we've played probably the first few, like, you know, first 3 hours or so of the game.
2: Yeah, I'd say so. Good
0: 3-4 hours. And we're willing to accept that maybe it becomes the best platform game ever later in the game. Maybe the design suddenly becomes amazing. The level design becomes just truly awe-inspiring. Maybe all of those things happen. Maybe the, the dialogue suddenly gets good because it certainly ain't at the moment. Maybe the voice acting suddenly gets good because it certainly ain't at the moment. <laughs> it's truly, truly awful. Uh, when we were at Leipzig, actually, we were looking at the, um, we were looking at the demo and uh, I was sitting next to Orjanti from Official Xbox. And he asked the question. He said, you know, is, uh, is that our placeholder voice acting? The fellow from Ubisoft was like, oh, no, no, that's the final thing. And, I, and, both, uh, and there was this, this noticeable slump of everybody in the room went... Pfft.
1: Hey, I'm the wild and crazy prince. Hey, oh, come on, princess. Let f- that, is, that is a pretty, yeah. pretty worst good approximation. The wild-cracking type character you've ever seen. You yeah, see he, he, he and should, and
0: should be a cartoon cat, basically. <laughs> but he's... Um, so it, it, maybe it suddenly gets really great later in the game. Yeah. Even if it did... The core platforming wouldn't be fun because all of your moves aren't fun anymore. How could they go from that incredibly slick, incredibly elegant system they had in Sounds of Time to the horrible, clunky, disjointed, jerky, chugging motion they have now? Yeah, so juddery. And it's...
1: And, and we're not talking jittery
0: in the frame rate. We're talking, like, your mo- motion. How, totally. you, how you transition from frame to frame is I mean, very you know, unpleasant.
2: I, I did a preview, the hands-on preview, an issue we've got coming out in a couple of weeks, I believe. Yep. A week and a half, maybe. Um, one of the things that I really didn't like about the game is just, like, how he's got these moves, which seem to... There, there's no good level design anymore because his moves just sidestep it. His like moves negate good level design, yeah. Yeah, running on a ceiling or... Using a claw to slide down a wall. In the old Prince Persia, you'd have to clamber down yeah, the wall. Yeah, really really you'd careful. walk into a
0: room and you'd look down and you'd be like, you'd clap your hands and just go, you know what? This is going to be good. Exactly. And you'd look down and you know you have to make it to the bottom as carefully as possible. Now, now you just jump you just, over the edge, grab yeah, the wall and slide. Hold on
2: to the wall and just push left and right. All
0: of to the, new, all the new moves they've given the Prince are ways of building in bad level design. Basically like you know, having big impassable gaps. So that's okay, we'll just give him a double jump. Have a big chasm, that's okay, we'll just give him a claw to slide that's down Teenage it. Mutant Ninja Turtles again. That's well, it
1: is. Isn't the easiest way to summarise the problem with it exactly the opposite to what you were saying as to why you were looking forward to it? Oh, it's Prince of Persia, but it's not. I can't think of a franchise that's travelled so far from its, what mm. it originally was, and it it's does... I mean, okay, there are similarities, but it's a different character. It's like they've slapped the name of the franchise on it. They've got a game and they've called it Prince of Persia.
0: It's pretty, in many ways, it's fair to lay that allegation at Sands of Time, though, and that was a thoroughly good game. Even The Warrior Within was great, and a lot of people will come down hard on The Warrior Within, and deservedly so. Let's face it, it was a bit of a silly misstep design-wise. But the platforming was rock solid in that game. The two towers in that game were absolutely superb, as good as any other moment in the Prince of Persia series. And we haven't come across a, a moment in, in uh, the latest one that's even close to anything like that. Massive, massive disappointment. Bloke of Persia's is Jempo. He's, uh, he's not the prince anymore, he's just some bloke.
1: With a and plastic chest.
0: As Matt pointed out, this really isn't a sequel to Prince of Persia, this is more like a sequel to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Another cel-shaded game by Ubisoft, using a lot of the same moves,
1: like the double jump, and
0: the same crazy chugging animations. And
1: crap cracking. Yeah. <laughs> it all fits together.
0: There you go, that's confirmed then, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been sequelized as Prince of Persia.
1: And we took that game off.
0: Well, you can safely, I think, take that game off. Wait for our review; it's coming soon. But for now, I think you can. If it's on your list and you're thinking, you know what, I won't buy Far Cry because I'm waiting for this. Don't, Don't worry, save you money. Just grab Far Cry right now. But fortunately, there is one excellent game coming out slap bang in the middle of November. It's so kind of, which means you can come out, you know, a good couple of weeks after uh, after you got cracking on Fallout Three, after you got cracking on Far Cry Two, maybe Gears of War. Gears of War Two, which none of these, these mugs have played. Seventh November, isn't it? Seventh November. Oh, you said I said mid-August. I was thinking 14th. That's Mirror's Edge date there. Oh really? Seventh
2: November, Gears of War.
0: Seventh November, Emergence well, that's, Day. That's or as one then.
2: of our one of our uh, fans told us last year, Emergency Day.
0: Emergency Day, yeah. Oh, dear oh, dear. <laughs> Thanks, readers. Um, Give yeah. us a scoop,
2: then, Mike, because you uh, you finished I was
0: it. I was sequestered to a hotel in the middle of poshest London to sit and play Gears of War. Uh, it was very, very finished code. I mean, and there's, it was just days before the game went gold, so it was pretty much as finished as finished could be. And it's excellent. It's better than the first game in every way. Uh, the online modes are also fantastic. I mean, the new Horde mode needs to be lifted by every other first-person shooter around. It's already been used in Marathon on the Xbox Live, a game where you just, they just spawn wave after wave of enemies at you. But it is a really, really fun mode that which just works in any shooter. It really does work in any shooter. But it works especially well in gears where you're ducking and covering and you know, sort of you know, running around the map and setting your position up and say, okay, you take the right, I will take the left, I'll take you, you know, this guy takes the middle. and we'll, you're covering all the different sides. Like, oh, I'm running. I'm ammo. I need to, You cover me while I run and go and get some more. It's like really exciting. It's a great way to play co-op. A great way to play with your friends, which doesn't involve you know shooting people in the face and being called racist names afterwards. It's like it's a really, really fun mode, really satisfying mode. Uh, a lot of good maps as well. Uh, you can't fault anything about the multiplayer. Did you play a lot of head-to-head multiplayer? Played a bit of head-to-head multiplayer. We yeah. won't be reviewing the full head-to-head multiplayer until the following month because we only ever review the online aspects of games when we get to test them against the community. We're very, very strict on that because there's no way you can call a LAN session at some nice hotel in London any representative of the real Xbox Live experience. It's just simply not. But Certainly the lobby system in, uh, in in Gears is something no one needs to worry about. It really is the example by which everyone else should follow now. It sort of lifts Halo system and it improves upon it. What about weapons? Obviously there are a few new weapons. Is it all balanced? <coughs> are the guns time big? The guns are definitely big and, big, they, and some big of them guns. have big Good. pointy bits on the end. Good. Um, time will tell with the balance. But one new improvement which really, really changes the game is the stopping power that guns have. If someone's running at you and you just keep pelting them with bullets, they will slow to a crawl. That's one of the it, worst
2: things when you just get
0: rushed. In rushed, guy jumps past you, rolls, shotgun, bang. That wasn't Gears. That's just not Gears. Gears isn't a shooter, running gun shooter. It's a stop and pop shooter. So they made this system where if you run straight at someone and they put a few bullets into you, you will stop. If you break off to the left or right, you'll be able to run away at full speed. You turn around, full speed. Keep going forward and you will stop. So... No one can ever rush you anymore. You have to move tactically. Like, take a few steps, take cover. Take a few more steps, take cover. Fundamentally changes what Gears of War Online is and makes it the game it was supposed to be.
2: Far fewer times that you'll be running around and someone grenade tags you then.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was apparently... Uh, when we, we spoke to Cliffy B and he said it was a huge mistake with the first Gears that you could, you could uh, grenade tag from so far away. They fixed it from in the uh, title update. But the big thing which they never got around to fixing was the shotgun rolling, which, again, Cliffy, when we were chatting to him, was... Just at great pains to explain, yes, oh, we've had to, we've got rid of that. I swear we've got rid of that. That is not Gears. That's not the way it should be played. People who are doing that are basically breaking the game. The actual campaign as well is longer than Gears, only slightly.
2: What did you say about eight hours?
0: Was that By, about eight hours? is fair. Yeah, I think I probably did it in slightly less. Um, but if you banked, uh, bump it up to hardcore or insane, because I know there are four settings: casual, normal, hardcore, insane. And casual is so easy, you could literally just walk around without taking cover and you'd be fine. Normal is slightly lower than Hardcore in the last game, but not t- totally, um, you know, easy. Uh, hardcore is slightly above Hardcore in the last game, and Insane is still Insane. Um, and you, if you're playing co you can actually play on different difficulty settings as well. So one person can play Casual, the other person can play uh, Hardcore. And I think it's quite telling that when gear with the gear with Gears of War, the difficulty settings don't actually change the AI; mm. it just changes how much damage you take, how much damage they take. So, you know, you can have a pretty fair game alongside someone who's not familiar with Gears of War at all. Um, the campaign is much more varied than the first game. Much, much more varied. There's a lot more vehicle bits, many of which we can't talk about. There's, a lot, there's lots of different environments, many of which we can't talk about.
2: I don't know. We must be able to talk about this. The the Brumac bit in the E3 demo yeah. that, you, that they showed. They said, yeah. oh, this, this part is in Chapter 2. Yeah. That's not
0: true, is it? That's not true. No, it's not in chapter two. I'm not going to tell anyone where it is because I'm still. I don't think I can actually say where it where it okay. is. Uh, basically, we came out of the review and they said, uh, "Look, we've got a list of plot spoilers. Please don't spoil these things for any of your readers." And to be honest, they're they're all fair enough. So they weren't a big. It wasn't a big list of unreasonable requests like the uh, the gears uh, the Metal Gear Solid uh, list of uh, things. Really,
2: I've I've still not finished that yet. So. I'm still avoiding all the
0: information. Matt sitting in here, here with his fingers in his ears.
2: It's really bad, actually, because I've been doing some stuff for PSM3 lately and get the issue in. It's like, you see they've got a thing on Metal Gear Solid for I was like,
0: no, skirt over ages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I won't spoil anything, but it's like you know, when uh, the guys reviewed um, like uh, gear, uh, Metal Gear Solid, there's a lot of gears going on today. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna get myself confused. When the guys were reviewing Malgo Solid on the PlayStation magazines, they were you know struggling to explain some bits of the game, some of the faults of the game, mm. because they weren't allowed to talk about how long cutscenes were. I'm done with
2: this NDA stuff. I mean, it's all, all, all well and good at being NDA you know, up until reviewing. Yeah, but if you're reviewing a game, you need to. Well, first of all, you need to be talk. You need to talk about what you need to talk about in the game. Yeah. You know, To put forward a, a critical opinion, but. We're not stupid. We know what's going on. We know, we, we, yeah, we know, we know when not. to use judgment to we're saying, it, tell you what say, happens hey, at the listen,
0: end. the final boss is this thing, and here's how you beat him. And then, when review. you do, you turn into an alien and fly away. You yeah. know we're not say You're
1: that. either a good journalist or a bad journalist. And
0: it's like, you know, when Roger Ebert reviews a movie, he doesn't sit there and say, oh, yeah, and at the end, it turns out he's a ghost all along. And her head was in the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, no, that's. You you don't do that because that's not what a critic does. You know, you critique the product, but you need, still need to be able to say what you need to say to actually critique it. Fortunately, the um, the particular NDA we signed, we looked over beforehand. We we considered that they were limiting us saying it was fair because they were just plot spoilers. Mm-hmm. Just okay, don't tell anyone what happens to this guy. Don't tell anyone what happens to this girl. I don't need to tell anyone what happens in the plot to you know to say whether the game's good or bad. And the game is very, very good. It is better than the first game, but to be honest, I don't think we would have given the first game as high a score as, you know, if it were reviewed today anyway. If you look at Gears now, you may be surprised to find it's not quite as good looking as you thought it was. If you do think it's still quite good looking, which it is, then you'll be surprised at just how much better looking Gears of War 2 looks. It looks incredible. So much more going on on screen, so much more going on in the environments, so much bigger environments, and... Although uh, Cliffy B, I think, said to Rob at E3 that it was, it was, compared to Gears of War, a technicoloured wonderland. It's not quite that. It's it's just, not quite it, disco, it is a is little it? less grey and a little less blue. But it's, it's a great game. And i uh, looking forward to hear, getting a review up, on, up in the magazine and up online in time for the review because you want to hear what people think of it. It's, uh, the review is unexpected, maybe.
2: It's, it, I mean, we've, we've literally just finished the issue that we were thinking was our big reviews issue, which we had, what do we have? We've got Fable 2, we've got Far Gears. Cry, we've got Gears, we've got Smackdown, we've got... Fallout 3. Fallout 3. Saints Row. Saints Row 2, and I've missed about 10... More well, yeah
1: things
2: like NBA and NHL like. yeah loads and loads and, and, then, then, so and, and then we're then like the, yes we're done with the review issue nope
0: now. nope in the following issue we have got End War it's gonna be even bigger yep. an
2: even bigger review section uh, we have got um, End War Guitar Mirror's Hero, Edge
0: Guitar Hero Rock banjo. Band to
2: banjo <laughs> hopefully Mirror's Edge of course which we've yep. done Tomb Raider A
1: proper Call of Duty
2: Call of Duty Five yeah yep. so much and it's it's almost hard just to like. Remember what there is in the first place that we can talk about.
0: I mean, this week we've been playing, Jem, you've been playing Crash and yeah, Spyro. Crash, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Yes. Oh, poor old Jem. He does take one for a team.
1: It's Christmas time. It's time to rip off children.
0: It's a time for giving, and Jem is certainly giving. <coughs> and receiving. Anyway,
1: I don't want to give away everything that happens in the Crash universe. They probably should just move on. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, NDA signed and everything. Crash is
0: actually not a terrible game, though. No.
1: Oh, are we talking about Crash, then? Um, no, it's it's the same as the last game, basically, but better. Um, but it, they haven't moved it on a single bit, and it's just one of those games, like you were saying earlier, you know, you can't pay full whack for a game like that. No. No matter how crazy you are about platformers. Um, it's just... It, it actually gets quite exciting when, when you zoom right out. It actually it sort of seems to be doing the Sonic trick, the way Sonic's moving into sort of bringing back 2D platforming into 3D platforming. So it zooms right out and you're moving across and you've got this tiny little crash. And that's actually quite a thrill. And that was kind of missing from the last crash game. And they've nicked so many little bits and pieces from Mario, really sort of quite cleverly selected, you know, just little tricks here and there. And it's a real joy to play. And I've been playing it without saves, without profile signed in just now, and I had to turn it off. And I was actually really upset because I was really getting into it. (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, now I'm not going to be able to for, for, for quite a while So I, I did actually enjoy it But there's no, you know, even that yeah, I'm playing it for free And I really couldn't recommend anyone Even if it's 39.99. You're going to have to wait for January, I think And that's only if you're seriously into kiddie platformers
0: There's
2: good old January sales I've uh, been playing another game in the office this week as well Which is probably worth waiting
0: for Which is Silent Hill
2: Homecoming not, uh, yeah. s- not as scary as we kind of hoped.
0: That's another one of those ones you might be safe ticking off the list.
2: Yeah, it's in, in my verdict box, I've given it thumbs up, same Silent Hill. Thumbs down, same Silent Hill.
0: Same old Silent Hill.
2: It, it, I mean, it's, it's not quite something I explained in the review. Um, the guy is an ex-soldier, so he's quite good at combat, which already, I don't know, Silent Hill has always been about when you come across an enemy, with the most gimpy man Well, when on the you, when it, when you come across with an enemy, you never know if you're gonna win or not that's that's what the thrill is like you've got a massive lead pipe, it's like <laughs> do I stand my ground or do I smack this skinless baby over the head or do I <laughs> run away screaming? whereas in this it's like you walk up to you know a nurse or a big old vagina face with giant claws and you just start slashing with the a button the quick attacks and you just they can't get an in. yeah. So the fact that he's good at combat although the combat is improved he's he's too good. He likes to stab that guy. And there goes the horror. Like if you're not scared every time you come across an enemy there's not really much to be scared about unfortunately.
0: Oh, well, I don't know. I've no I never really got behind the whole Okay, this game is tough and scary because your character your, the character you're playing as basically controls like a forklift truck kind of thing. But, you know, I, I think that's just a bad, I think that's a bad design to make a game scary. I
2: don't know. I, I I, I don't have any problems with like you coming across enemies and not knowing if you're gonna win. Like in Clock Tower obviously you always had to run away. Or even Resident Evil Three Nemesis. You had the Nemesis
0: where if you stood and fought... Oh the Nemesis, no was, the Nemesis was Nemesis was terrifying. So I'm sure there's some I'm sure there's some Japanese player that has probably completed like Resident Evil three in three hours with just the knife and killed Nemesis. Every using time just you the face knife. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because you always got bonuses if you did stand your
0: ground and fight, but you had to be mental to do it certainly in yeah. your first playthrough. Just suicide. The guy's a beast. They should bring that back for the, in the next Resident Evil as well. Being chased is always scary. Which is
2: something in dead space, I would say. Real standout moment in the game when uh, you, you face, a, well, the nemesis, really. Yeah. The real highlight of the game.
0: Always matched up in spoilers all over your faces, listeners. Are you going to take that? <laughs> are you going to take that? <laughs> or are you going to get on our forums and just call him out for being a mug? Kick his back. ass.
1: Just go up to Trowbridge and genuinely kick yeah,
0: it Yeah, how's Trowbridge treating you, Matt?
2: Trowbridge is, is
1: great. I, uh, Scarier than Silent Hill.
2: <laughs> it is. This morning I couldn't get into work on the train because some yob had thrown a, a dustbin can onto the train tracks and then the train went over it and broke down and nearly got derailed and uh, I had to get a bus in it. And I felt ill on the bus, so I nearly <laughs> threw up. <laughs>
1: that's entertainment Trowbridge style. <laughs> that is, that's What's a, on in Trowbridge? <laughs> throwing garbage over the
2: river. <laughs> yeah, so some little tyke uh Put a
0: dustbin can on, on the. Some little tiger. It's probably like a twenty-eight-year-old dude. Sure. Someone our age is like, hey, you know, uh, what should I do today? You know, should I go to go and get a job, or you know, what I haven't done in a while, <laughs> and then and then spin it, spin it, the old bin on the tracks. They should be playing violent games. That's what
1: they should
0: be doing. Yeah, just it lock, locks up in just you, know, you all these games where you you, you go around throwing games. trash
1: cans and stuff. <laughs>
2: shocking
0: that was weird actually remember playing gta right early in the game it says okay here's how you break a window with a brick and then you'll never need to do yeah, that again for the rest saying. of the game
2: did it take you a few brick throws to do it because no. me i kept throwing it through like the door or something instead of the window or, or vice versa it took me about four bricks
0: to get nah, it i said break the window and there was a window so i just threw the bricks through <laughs> it. it wasn't a particularly lengthy process for me
2: although i know <laughs> that i know that when rob went to review it, i think it was rob he uh, he couldn't find the pile of bricks so we spent about 20 minutes not knowing how to smash the window. <laughs> <laughs> at least I got the brick and missed.
0: Well, the brick this is shown on your radar. With the big arrow. The big arrow, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well done, Rob. But then, the only journalist in the world to actually complete it at the review event. So you know what, he came, came good in the end. He did. He made up for his brick missing out. Good old Rob. I'm going to miss Rob. In the office, oh. I, I sit right next to him and Jim sits right opposite him, which uh, means Jim gets to you know, see, this, see his full orangeness.
1: I always wear shades to work, yeah
0: in case yeah and I get to I get to talk to Tim across Rob he's always uh
1: but you know he's always in the uh, line of fire for elastic bands so
0: that's good yeah yeah we've got a big old rack of elastic bands on our <laughs> listeners who actually work in real offices might be alarmed to hear that we have a big rack of elastic bands which sits on top Rob's desk which he fires throughout the day at Matt well, well we, we, not
2: directly. We, we, we're sense about this. About this. Yeah, my it might as well for God's <laughs> sakes. Because <laughs> we cause we've got like the big TV in the middle of like, the desk arrangement. Yeah, the big
0: TV is almost like the volleyball net. And then what you do is you fire them hard at the ceiling, so they, they hit the ceiling and drop down onto your opponent's head when they're least expecting it. You just hear that, <laughs> and then something's on your head.
1: It's our job to play games, and that's how we fill the time in between playing games.
0: That's our playing
2: games when we're not playing the games. Fucking elastic bands.
0: All right, that's enough fun and games, though, because <laughs> because we've had plenty of fun and games on this particular podcast, you, you crazy
1: funsters. If only you could see the fun and games.
0: I know. We, we're, we're all sitting here in just our boxer shorts. <laughs>
2: we take uh, a leaf out of Ross' book when he reviewed Saints Row 2. When he came back with a big grin and said, you know what I did? I played Saints Row 2 in co-op. I did it all naked. <laughs> you won't be surprised to think that we immediately thought he was naked, not his yeah, character. Yeah, that, 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 that would That would make UBD sense. Thought.
0: He was, in, um, he was in, playing it in Prague with a porn star, so it's not a bad press trip, is it? How did Rob get all of these press trips anyway? Well, that's what DepEd
2: does, unfortunately. It's, it's stealing all the press trips. Ah, says Matt, who's just got back from Tokyo.
0: Um, yes. So, what, what we'll do is we'll go to the old forum. Question time. And say hello. Can uh, you have some questions, please?
1: In the silliest voices possible, yes. Oh, uh, there we go. Okay, well, we'll start with our dear old friend, Flaming Scotsman. We'd be lost without him. Um, in the previous podcast, you discussed games with bad dialogue and voice acting. Suitably enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what games do you recall actually meeting standards and having decent voice acting and a strong script?
0: I've got one to add to the list of games which really suck, first of all. Mirror's Edge. This, mm. Not only is it one of the worst stories I've ever come across in a game, it's by far the worst voice acting and worst script I think I've seen in a very, very long time.
2: Well, we... We figured out the plot within about
0: two minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Without
2: saying any more, otherwise it would be obvious. It would be like
0: yeah, we, we, six we, sense obvious. Basically, you, 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 if you don't know who the bad guy is within, I don't know, probably 60 seconds of starting the game, then you're, you're not looking closely enough, really.
1: I, I kind of mentioned um, writing about Ninja Blade for the, for the latest issue. Yeah. It seems that probably about three quarters of games with any plot coming out these days, when you get to the very first cutscene, just look out for the villain because he's going to be somewhere in there. Yeah, look, like, look out for the guy who looks a little friends. bit
0: suspicious, you know. Yeah. Uh, if with uh, Mirror's Edge, like you know, you can you can kind of lay the plot out, and at the end they kind of there's there's a, I'm not we're not going to spoil it, obviously, but like all games these days, there's always room for a sequel. There's things which are left dangling when you know, and, and I guess rightly so. Uh, I mean, movies do it too, but um, the things they leave dangling are kind of like, well, I know that, I know who the bad guy is. Let's, let's just let's move on. Let's move. Let's move on with our lives. Mirror's Edge. Will be we we'll be, we'll be all right without you? Um, but Hello. games which actually do meet the standards. Jesus.
2: Well, I, I said Dead Space, obviously, earlier on. Mm. Really good. Uh, your video uplinks. Isaac's got the hollow um, inventory system, and when you get a, a video sent over to you, it pops up in front of you, or in front of him, rather. Um, always well-acted. Good scripting by the comic guy. Um, yeah, strong throughout. It's a game of exemplary presentation. I'm
0: going to throw a big surprise at you folks, actually. Gears of War 2. Good plot, yeah. Who, who would have expected Gears of War to actually be, have a good story? Do you really care about Dom's wife? Is oh, it? God, no. But, <laughs> um, but here's the thing. The first game was like, you know, guns, chainsaws, lots of blood, bits falling off. You know, it was, it was that way through. And the plot didn't make a great deal of sense until you played it on like three or four times. This one is, um, the story's handled a lot better. The acting is consistently all right. You're not gonna. It's not gonna win any Oscars or anything. The story is consistently all right, but every now and again, there's a bit in the game where you think, you know what? They handled that pretty well. They handled that okay. It's probably not gonna bring a tear to your eye. Although it does say that in our upcoming issue that I cried whilst playing it. I didn't cry <laughs> while playing it, and Tim wasn't there to see if I cried while playing it. There are moments in the uh, game which you will be like, you know what? They handled that well. And they actually did. They did actually, you know, do a really nice job of that bit. And there's a few surprises in the game, which you genuinely won't expect as well. It's a thoroughly well-acted game. You know, like I say, you're not going to be dishing out Oscars to any of the guys or anything, but they haven't let them anywhere themselves down. They've outdone themselves in the first game. New Resi trailers obviously come out recently
2: at TGS. Strong Wesker voice. It's good Wesker Ah, Wesker. Voice. Yeah, Wesker's got it's a strange like it's voice. It's like he's pulled straight out of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place or something. It's really, really good Wesker act
0: in there. Yeah, you, Wesker's always had that... Weird voice.
1: And going from the sublime back to the ridiculous. It's only a couple of hours ago we were talking about Crash.
0: Oh, Crash.
1: Well, yeah, no, but the thing is about about uh, Mind of a Mutant, the new one, is that okay? The action's exactly the same, but it looks like they've put all their money into the cartoony type cutscenes. There are all different. There's a different style to every cutscene in between the main levels. So you've got one that's kind of manga esque, and one that's just like Spongebob and things like that. They've deliberately gone for these things. And we were trying to look up whether it was Billy West who does, obviously, the voice for Fry in Futurama and Ren and Stimpy and everything. Because it was spot on. One of the characters is just Ren from Ren and Stimpy, yeah. exactly. And it's either someone doing a perfect Or impression. is it
2: Stimpy? Which one's a little thin yellow It's Ren. One? Ren? Stimpy's the though, cat. You
1: know? Stimpy's the fat cat, yeah. Ah, okay. But, but that's all played by Billy West, who's you know, an amazing voice actor. And we were trying to look up whether it actually is him in Crash, but if it's not, it's a bloody good impression. Mm. And I think that's really what they're going for. They kind of realise that they haven't done anything much with the game. So they've given you these lush, you know, f- quite well-scripted, in a genuine kind of SpongeBob, mm. really silly, madcap-type way, with good voices and different cartoons. Oh, yeah, yeah, the cartoons because it is,
2: although IMDb didn't come up with any yeah, well, results. He does, he does do a lot of games.
1: Yeah. Fable,
2: um, Fable
0: 2 is very hit-and-miss. Very hit and miss um, So like You've you got some performances In the game Are just solid as a rock And others are ropey as hell One of the voices You'll hear the most In the game Is old Zoe Wanamaker From my family Or our family some, My some family of Is it? What, yeah. whatever. Or Harry Potter Or whatever Or Harry Potter Or whatever She at times Just completely phones For performances And other times She's like pretty good The whole game Is just very 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 patchy Have you heard much Of Fry when you've Been playing it? Stephen Fry? Yeah I think I did
1: it must be a cameo. It must be. I else. think
0: I did. It wasn't particularly. If it was, it wasn't particularly identifiable as him.
1: How else, Stephen Fry in Little Big Planet? Because you know, he's, constantly he's, in it, he is yeah. in
0: it absolutely from beginning to end. He's always there, a presence in the game throughout.
1: It almost makes me want to buy a PS3. Just, I mean, the game looks great. Don't get me wrong, but it's the game plus Stephen Fry it makes me think.
0: Jem li- likes a bit of Stephen Fry. oh
1: he's Anna Fry Planet.
0: up as well. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Stephen Fryup Stephen
0: Fryup <laughs> what a winner we, d- we didn't answer the question properly but oh we did we, 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 there's a few answers for you
1: um, uh, there's a completely unreasonable question we've kind of touched on it already to be honest but I'm going to ask it um, just to prove that it was uh, asked in the first place Stinky Wookie asks it's not even a question really Far Cry 2 Fallout 3 Fable 2 Gears of War 2 Dead Space Left for Dead Guitar Hero World Tour Nuts and Bolts to name a few what the hell do I buy? And them. that's the question.
0: Yeah, you get them all. All of them. Well, uh, that, uh, I mean, how, we don't, know, a, a we don't game, know Stinky
1: Rookie. What is the We're very,
0: very sensitive, again, to the fact that you are spending money on games. And we understand for a lot of people, they'll get maybe one game at Christmas, one game with their own money. Uh, maybe, they, you know, they this, there's apparently there's a recession on. You might have seen the news once or twice. Apparently, apparently you know, this is only occupying like 30 minutes of so every 30-minute news broadcast in the country <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, okay, we haven't got so much money to throw around. So you know what you do? You buy the one game you really want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Buy the game you know your friends. If you want into online games, buy the friend game you know your friends will be playing. Get Gears of War mm-hmm. or get Call of Duty or whatever it is you, you want to get. If you uh, know you just want to play offline, a really good solo game, get Far Cry or get Fallout 3 or something like that. Well, and then it, wait, just let's, wait. Let's
2: break it down. You don't need Far Cry and Fallout 3. You know, no. one or the other. You're not going to be playing Just
0: get yourself, one good, like, you know, get yourself a good solo game if you're into solo games. Get yourself a good online game if you're into online games. And then just wait. Because all of these prices, all of these 50 quid games, these 40 quid games, they're going to start dropping. And January will come and there'll be nothing else to play. That's when it's time. That's when it's time to crack into all of these games you've missed out on. A game like Far Cry is going to easily fill a month. Guitar
2: Hero so, War Tour last year over a year.
0: Yeah. Mm. Or until they release uh, the next um, Well, not with the, the music, next, the next expansion.
2: GH Tunes where you can download Release the Aga Dude, the, the
0: Black Lace expansion. <laughs> so the so Chaz- there you the Chaz- go. The Chaz Stinky, and Dave walkie, expansion. You bide pack. your time. Come on, um, I'd like a bit of Chaz and Dave in my Guitar Hero. I'd be all right.
1: You'd need a piano keyboard bit
0: for that. Uh, rock band then. There you go. There you go. You can uh, put keyboard
2: notes in the um, music maker. In that case, so it's yeah, only you... a matter of
1: time until Chaz and Dave come. Make a table. little bit of snooker loopy. And a bit of Coldplay thrown in as well. Just to Coldplay's
2: people. already in it. There was a Coldplay 3-trap pack How oh, in I'll, I'll
0: Coldplay Guitar, Hero Ring 3. Guitar Hero
2: Yeah, Guitar Hero 3 had a Coldplay 3-trap pack. And Walter's got um, Shiver. I bet you you like a little bit of Coldplay, don't you, Matt? I like Coldplay. I I was listening to it on the bus this morning when I was feeling sick. Yeah?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wonderful. Moving on. Music to vomit, too. Flying Penguin 18, an Oblivion question. Um, I recently finished The Shivering Isles. I realise I'm far behind and thought it was an excellent addition to the Oblivion experience. Trying to form a question out of that, what are your best Oblivion stories? Let's go back this this right, one's going to Matt,
0: I reckon. Uh,
2: I, I really liked the time when I found a giant enemy crab. It was, <laughs> it was you know, a little bit after the, the famous Sony conference. You, sir, are a big crab. There's a cave where there is literally a giant enemy crab. I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, then my favourite Oblivion story would have to be breaking the game. <laughs> I, I made a point of going to every city... And finding a way both into the city and out, because if you know if you've played Oblivion a lot, you'll know the only real loading is every time you go into a city, or every time you come out of a city mm. and go into the, um, you know, into the open. Apart from I think some safe houses, sometimes yeah, I think so, in yeah. a safe house. Um, so if you could jump in or indeed out of a city, and it hasn't loaded, obviously you're gonna break the game. It was real fun trying to jump out. I think Anvil's the one on the bottom left, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah. Just hopping over the rooftops and find out what jump would get me near the city walls. And if you so leveled up over. those
0: jumps, you could you could get some serious range on your jumps if you leveled up enough.
2: Totally, but the the key was to always do it without um, resorting to the paintbrushes because the paintbrushes had no uh, no gravity, no well no physics applied to them. So you can put them down and they'd hover in midair. And stand on but them. You could jump on them, and then if you have got enough paintbrushes, you just make a stairway, you know, into nothingness. Yeah. So the trick was always doing literally it. You build yourself
1: a stairway th- That's what I was just going to mention, because I haven't really played, you know, I haven't really got to grips with the game properly. All I've done is, is tested cheats for yeah. our cheat book. So I've just spent ages throwing around a bloody paintbrush <laughs> and trying to jump on it. That's my main Now, the trick was
2: always to do it without doing that, because that was just like the cheat way out. It was the mm-hmm. way that would always work. The, the, the best way to do it is to literally do it by not breaking any rules. And I think I managed to get out of every city by legitimately jumping from roof There were other ways to, to
0: break the game as well, because if you're not, Online, the game won't recognise your downloadable content. It's one of the rare games which, which handles DLC that way. So if you go to, for example, the Wizard's Tower, which you've got as your DLC, and then you save while you're there, log out of the game and then disconnect from live. Load up your save and you'll just be floating in space and you'll just drop. You'll just fall and just keep falling through the map and just keep on falling. It's, uh, there's, there's all kinds of ways you can you know, mess with that game. You can monkey with all kinds of things. And I think that's how some people got to like this particular test area. That was built by Bethesda, which is like still there on the map, I think. I, like the I might old, be wrong about that. I, I like
2: know. the old falling down into nothingness. Mm. It happens quite a lot. I uh, I remember playing. I think it was GTA 3 when you remember the old dodo, and there was there's a stadium in, in GTA 3, and you could fly the dodo over the uh, uh, and land in the stadium, and but there was there was no floor to it. So the
0: stadium had, had no clipping, so you just went straight through. Yeah, exactly. Oh. oh, that was quite
1: cool. It's one of the best things about Mirror's Edge as well, falling into nothing.
0: Yeah, there's a few times in Mirror's Edge you'd leap for a thing and not quite catch it.
1: But you actually feel, you, you, you know, just as a spectator, you just think, yeah!
0: Yeah, the, the falling in Mirror's Edge is brilliant. It's when like, when, it's like when a you nightmare. It's when genuine. you fall off of something, it's genuinely like, oh my God, that is, that is like, that's what it's like to fall off of a building.
2: Yeah. i tell you the best falling, though, is when you're driving along in Mercenaries 2 and you see that the, the helicopter that was in front of you has now disappeared because <laughs> the game's so buggy. But the pilot's still there and he just falls down <laughs> in front of you.
1: Front oh, of you. I, I, floor. Floor.
0: I love Mercenaries too. I was playing in the other day and I, I blew up a wall and I looked up in the air and where the wall used to be, there was a man on the sentry gun. And I was looking I was like, he shouldn't be there. <laughs> and, and as if the game were answering me, he just suddenly fell. Went, oh.
2: I, I, um, I think I, it was a Chinese outpost I captured the other night. There was a helicopter. After I captured it, the, a helicopter came over with a crate attached underneath on the winch. And I looked where it came from when there was just like a whole stack of floating crates, like giant industrial sized crates just floating. I think one of them, a corner of one was like on a tree. So I don't know if that was holding the rest of them up. So I just went over with my helicopter and started winching them back to the base. Just, just to it. help him out. Yeah, to give him a
0: hand. I mean, someone's got, a, someone should have given uh, Pandemic a hand as well. <laughs> EA, clearly EA's cash didn't, but. I'm not going to hear a word against Mercenaries too. That's a great game. Any
2: game where you need to go and destroy, well, you need to go and, say, rescue a person or capture a person. And on the way, you can get in a helicopter, bomb, you know, bomb it across to the target, drop down to a motorway, pick up someone's car, and then lift off again. And then as you get close to the base, just drop it. Drop a, a car a, on
0: them your... like a bomb. That's brilliant. Instant win. Yeah, instant great. it's an instant great game. Again, kind of skipped over the question, but... (laughs) Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say,
1: I I think we've established there that Mercs 2 beats... Better stories from
0: Mercs 2, yeah.
1: Okay, Trahildian asks, "Um, uh, If you had to choose, would you rather only have new titles or only new sequels to games? New titles, surely. I mean, God, can you imagine how... Yeah. I mean, the amount of sequels we already deal with in our job day to day. It's it gets
2: really bloody difficult. I mean, it's a tricky one. I, I do think it is a tricky one because you can have sequels that are innovative, like um, Banjo Kazooie, nuts and bolts. Yeah, and it's game, a sequel, but and it's game not.
0: sequels aren't like movie sequels. Movie sequels tend to get worse with each iteration, and games tend to get better.
2: Like Gears Two. Yeah, arguably not Prince that, of Persia. Really. Not Prince <laughs> of Persia. No. Um, yeah, so so I don't think it's quite as clear. Quite no, as easy when, when as the question is appears. only
1: though. Yeah. It is own. if you only have to have one or the other. Even so,
2: I mean, the amount of games, like, you can start going back to the old, like, Kid days and stuff in Nintendo. But having said that, I would still rather have new games, because mm. at least you could then have the same types of games, just with different characters. Yeah, but, just, but just, just mind, take that the I mean, Gears
0: of War engine, you know, mm. the Gears of War mechanics, just toss all those guys and put, like, you know, the Super Friends in there.
2: Uh, but bear in mind, like, they've done that with Damnation, and it's not really... Mm. This is true. And no more Mario and no more Zelda, and... Mm. It, it, it is a The tough thing one, is, it depends what you're calling a sequel.
0: Days. Do you consider like the next game by the Mario team, which doesn't have Mario in, but is also a platform. I mean, it has all the mechanics of a Mario game? Oh, I think just a new sequel? IPs, but many
2: yeah, you know, because
0: like if you could, you could make a Mario game, change the change the lead plumber into, a you know, whatever else you wanted. A carpenter called Jeff. Com- yeah, exactly, and you'd still be an equally good game, you know. Probably will not
2: score as well, though.
0: I don't know. Good, good, it's uh, me, Jeff. A good game. Good, game <laughs> for good go. games are good games, you know. Sequel are not good games are good games, and um, just because you take away the, the sequels doesn't mean you're going to get an abundance of innovation. You will just get the same old things with just a different face on the box each time.
1: Yeah, but I think just speaking from a professional point of view, it is when something totally new swims into your ken that you know, this job gets a bit more exciting. Mm-hmm, for sure. You know it, Excitement levels would just plummet without Anyway, nice simple question now. Very simple indeed. Orange Boy asks, Braid or Portal? Braid, personally.
0: Portal? I don't want to answer. Don't uh, want to uh, answer. Matt right. likes both. Go on,
1: go on. You've, it's like, got, you've got the cast in both. It's like
2: having to decide between my two favourite maths equations. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. I, I'd like to say I love them equally. Mm. Um, but, uh, you can get more out of Portal? Mm. so portal would make sense but i'm going to go for braid because i think braid i, I slightly prefer the star slightly it, it's hard to choose but um i think braid for what it does in 2d is more impressive than what portal does in 3d okay.
1: uh, well i think you know because the, they are both the actual dynamics of both games and the designs of both games are absolutely beautiful but braid has just got the presentation mm. it's just a completely different world portal's one. The got music, more music portal the has art. more
2: um, potential for the future though
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I think if it, if we would just reduce it down to the games and ignore you know, the actual sound and the graphics, then Portal definitely wins. But braid is just it's so beautiful and it's such a breath of fresh air and so as a whole package it just edges it for me. Package. Well yeah, sorry. Hate to use such terms. Uh final question then, lads. Uh Robin Java asks do you plug your iPods or MP3 players into your Xbox when you're playing? And if you do, what do you listen to? We I already have, know you listen to Coldplay. I have mine linked time. up to my,
0: um, my PC and just share the uh, files on the PC, but only in driving games. Because uh, I, tend, I like to get the in-game ambience. I'm exactly hmm. the same. Even if he has got a bad
2: soundtrack, I'd rather listen to that bad soundtrack than the music. Yeah, I to when when you
0: know when a director makes a movie, I don't I don't sit there listening to my iPod while I'm watching it, and because I didn't agree with his music choices, I accept them and see how they contribute to the to the plot, contribute to the atmosphere, contribute to the story. I mean, everything's there for a reason. Except in driving games, where they just license whatever tracks they can yeah. get. So I figure in that case, I don't like. Friggin', um Fallout Boy. So let's let's put on something I do like.
1: But having said that, in Saints Row Two, it wouldn't be half as funny driving around a shopping mall naked on a buggy if you weren't also listening to Culture Club. Yeah, well, that seems or, to the, just or, add or the All Countdown. Yeah, or anything by um, uh, Tears for Fears. So so that helps. But it's funny how it, well. It's not actually. It's quite obvious how in the old days, SNES games. I used to love. You know listening to music while playing those games cuz the sound just didn't mm. really matter and you could just come up with the best you know different tracks to go with what you are actually looking at so you'd sort of
2: i think now sound plays such a key part of mm. many many games that if you if you take away that element even just the music you are kind of missing out there's some well, sometimes where you can get dyna- stuck you know yeah yeah but like the music's dynamic is to an enemy comes on screen the music will change and you mm. have to pay attention to this yeah one uh, of well, the best things about
0: the, the Xbox is that when you, the, you know, the music in the game is identified by the console as music, so when it, when you do play a custom soundtrack it only replaces those sounds which is like a really good thing but at the same time as Matt says, say you're in oblivion when the first cues you'll get that you're in danger is a musical change, mm. and that happens in so many games, and if you're losing out on that then you're losing out on a big part of the game um, and if you play, for example, Halo online, a lot of people will play that with a soundtrack going, well hearing when someone's coming up behind me saved my life like a dozen times in that game. Mm. And you can't do that if you've got, you know, Rage Against the Machine banging away. So, yes, I do, but only on rare occasions. What do I listen to? Um, not Coldplay. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's your answer.
0: Not Coldplay. I'm going to leave that to secretaries.
1: Um, Excellent. Well, thank you, gentlemen.
0: Thank you. Um, when's our next podcast? Uh,
1: two weeks
2: today we've uh, we've already booked it don't worry we are going to be on time with our next podcast 100
0: percent guaranteed on time no rob taylor but hopefully we'll get tim weaver back and in charge and we'll
2: kick it off by talking lots about halo 3 recon Ooh. will we we will all, all i'll say is a few months ago
0: we told you so mm. <laughs> oh well on that note on that note ta-ta bye we'll see you